Good morning, Bucknoters. Welcome to the Bucknotes Morning 5 here on Friday, January 8th, 2019. I am Dave Biddle. Very happy to be joined by Jonah Booker for his usual Friday visit. Jay Book, we're going to start with a little bit of basketball, then we'll get to uh, what the people really want to hear about, which is Ohio State football. But uh, the Buckeye basketball team last night, they beat Penn State here in Columbus 74-70. to But uh, my goodness, um, as you said, they tried to do a little bit of everything to try and lose that game. I mean, the Buckeyes led by 15 points, Jay Book. It's hard to lead by 15 points at home over a team that's 1-10 in the Big Ten, now 1-11 in Penn State, and still almost lose. Penn State came back to take the lead in the second half, but hey, at least the Buckeyes got the job done, unlike last year when they were 0-3 against Penn State on the hardwood. At least Ohio State pulled it out. They're now 15-7 and overall, 5-6 and in the Big Ten. Just your thoughts on this team and this game, Jay Book. Yeah, it was, uh, it was a nail-biter there, closer than you really wanted to see it, especially going against a, a Penn State team that only won one game all season in the Big Ten. And, and as I mentioned before, you know, we hopped on here to, re- or re- to record. They tried everything in their power to try to lose that basketball game, but they found a way to hold on at the end. Thank goodness the Penn State guard missed that little bunny layup, and, and the referees actually got a review right and didn't call that tip in with one second on the shot clock left. Uh, but that game right there, it, it was a – potential season-defining uh, game there because if they'd have lost that one, pretty much their their NCAA tournament host was out the window. You, you were probably looking at the NIT there. Yeah, and they were projected uh, pretty much by everybody coming into this game as being in the NCAA tournament. That's right, listeners. Ohio State even coming into this Penn State game projected in the big dance, like around a nine seed. So beating Penn State, just keep plugging along, even though uh, they might finish – 10 and 10 at best in the Big Ten. That might be enough to get it done. All right, let's uh, let's move on to some uh, football. Um, I want to start off with the assistant coaching staff, Jonah. I'm, I'm just really impressed with the job Ryan Day did here. Greg Sodrow is the one that I, I think he, maybe he could have uh, done better, and by maybe I mean probably. Uh, maybe I mean definitely. Um, but, uh, but I'm really impressed overall with the staff, seriously. And Jeff Halfley is the guy I'm most impressed with. I mean, not just because he won the press conference, but I like his pedigree. Um, I like everything that I'm hearing about Jeff Halfley. I love everything I'm hearing from Jeff Halfley. Uh, Just your thoughts on Halfley and and just this uh, entire coaching staff. Yeah, I agree 100% in regards to Jeff Halfley. Uh, He looks like he's a potential head coach in the making there. He has that type of – you know, look and, and talk to him, and he's a very confident coach. And just hearing him speak about the changes that they're going to make was music to my ears. I thought uh, a lot of times under the previous uh, coaching staff, the cornerbacks and the safeties, they weren't always on the same page. And obviously, Jeff Halfley agrees with that because he mentioned uh, in his interviews that no longer would the corners and the safeties be in separate rooms. They're going to be joined at the hip with each other. They're going to learn together. They're going to make sure that everybody's on the same page. So both safeties and the corners will be in the same meeting rooms together, which I think is is a pretty big uh, deal there considering whenever you're doing cut-ups, it's just usually the safeties looking at their position groups uh, unless they're they're instructed to look at total uh, team defense. And then the other main thing that really uh, – put a huge smile on my face is he's adamant that the Ohio State defensive backs will turn and look for the football and they will look to get their hands on the ball to intercept it. 
I know myself, it, it drove me absolutely up the walls throughout the season when the defensive backs had no idea where the football was at. It caused a lot of pass interference penalties, and it, and it negated them having opportunities for turnovers. And Halfley said they're going to find the football. So those are uh, two major things that I took out of his press conference um, that's going to be positive changes for the defensive backs and and, and just the overall theme amongst Halfley and all of the coaches was this is going to be a, a defense where they're going to have guys playing fast and aggressive coming downhill with an attitude, and they want to make sure guys uh, are not overthinking. And I think that was part of the problem that you saw in last year's defense. And Mike Yurcich is the one new offensive coach, of course. Mike Yurcich was the offensive coordinator at Oklahoma State, of course, for the last six seasons. Um, he's another guy we just got a chance to meet a couple of days ago on Wednesday. Got a chance to meet all five of the new assistant coaches and interview them. It just uh, obviously Kevin Wilson is still around Jay Book, and obviously uh, Ryan Day. It's it's Ryan Day's show. He, Ryan Day is going to call the plays. I, I do believe, even though Ryan Day has not flat out said that. I mean. He, when asked about it, he also doesn't say, no, I'm not going to call the plays. I imagine Ryan Day is going to call the plays, or at least be heavily involved. But just uh, your thoughts on Mike Yurcich coming in here as the quarterback's coach and passing game coordinator. Yeah, and Ryan Day mentioned uh, his off, his past offenses at Oklahoma State and his development of quarterbacks of being something that really intrigued him uh, when coming to Ohio State, being an addition to the passing game, which – He's being labeled as the passing game coordinator. So I think it's going to be a, a collaborative effort between Day and uh, Coach Wilson as well as yours to see how they're going to mesh everything together. He's an Ohio guy. He he knows about Ohio State football, so he's essentially coming back home. But I think it was a home run hire at the time that it was announced and after uh, the media met, was able to meet with him just here and uh, the things that he had to say about the direction of the offense. Obviously, he said uh, he's still going to be able – he's not going to be able to evaluate Justin Fields until they actually see those guys throw in practice. But so far, he likes the way uh, the offense is going about their business as far as the team. And the the team has to find their right units on the offensive line. And as you mentioned, Stud, he's going to need to really elevate – everything about himself as a as a coach here at Ohio State. A lot of people believe he's the weakest link and he you know, he needs to really pick it up on the recruiting trail because they've had way too many misses on the offensive line. Um and he needs to get that unit playing at a nasty level right away, especially breaking in a new quarterback. Speaking of Justin Fields, nice segue my man. Um it was really cool getting a chance to meet him for the first time on Wednesday and sit down and talk to him. Talk about uh, a young man that uh, carries himself well. I mean, we know how talented he is. I mean, he he I mean, he he acts like he's a grown man. I mean, he and it doesn't seem like an act. You know, some guys can do that and it feels like an act. With him, he just kind of is like one of those kids that you're like, "Okay, he he's like 10 times more uh, mature than I was at that age. Hell, he's probably more more mature than I am right now." Um, but uh not that that's saying much. But I, I was just really impressed with him, Jay Book, and uh, you know, I, I uh, we'll find out. I guess we can get really excited once uh, the NCAA comes down with their decision. But uh, was really impressed with what I heard from uh, Justin Fields the other day. Yeah, he he kind of reminds you of an old soul. He's a he's a younger dude, yeah. but 
he he definitely carries himself in a very mature manner. Uh, I'm excited about him just hearing what he had to say. I think he's going to be a, a home run uh, for the Ohio State offense and the program altogether, especially the way he carries himself off the field. The guy is he's a, a pretty pretty academic heavy uh, quarterback there, and I think if he can get this clearance by the NCAA, it automatically puts Ohio State in a hunt for a national title. I think this program and the offense has that type of potential. And when you look at Justin Fields, I think the uh, the program is really starting to gravitate to who he is. If you watch that Ohio State winter workout that they introduced, they led off with him doing back squats in the weight room. That tells you something right there. Um, and I just think just getting him acclimated with the program and the guys around him, and that's something that he really mentioned was he has a lot on his plate. He's not really concerned about the NCAA stuff because he really wants to get to know his teammates, understand the playbook, and just get accustomed to the weather in Columbus. Uh, so I think he's on the right track. Hopefully the NCAA does the right thing, gives gives him his clearance, and if so, um, it's going to be smooth selling for the Ohio State offense. Garrett Wilson's another young man that comes across as anything but a young man, comes across as a grown man. I know, you know, Ryan Day and Yurcich both mentioned, you know, he's got to, you know, uh, change his body, as they said. So that, that's translation has got to get stronger. Um, nothing, you know, no surprise there. We're talking about a young man that should still be uh, a senior in high school. But uh, just what are your reasonable expectations for Garrett Wilson as a true freshman? I think he's going to be in the mix. I don't think he'll be a starter, but I definitely think he will cut his teeth on special teams early on. And then I think uh, Brian Hartline is definitely going to play him. I know Brian Hartline, uh, after the national championship game, said age is just a number. He doesn't care how old a kid is. Talent should always be on the field first. And Gary Wilson, you talked about his body. He uh, mentioned in the interviews he's already put on eight pounds and he's just been on campus for a month. So that tells you what type of uh, workout programs Coach Mick has these guys on. And, and one thing that Ryan Day and guys mentioned was how athletic, freakishly athletic he is, and his route running is really advanced right now for a young guy. So is this going to be learning the offense, uh, getting getting accustomed to college football speed but I think once the once the summer comes around and him getting spring in under his belt with spring football he's going to be right there in the mix in the rotation for the wide receivers and before I let you go real quick I know that uh, Zach Harrison's coming in with heavy accolades but I think fans need to temper their expectations at least initially I think he could break out in a year or two and and be a stud but like as a true freshman I think if there's any any fans out there that are just casual Buckeye fans don't expect Zach Harrison to come in and be like Joey Bosa. I mean, that's I just want to throw that out there. Just agree or disagree. Just what do you expect out of Zach Harrison? When when should fans uh, expect him to make an impact? I I agree with you there. And if you follow the way Larry Johnson has handled his five stars, obviously Joey Bosa is probably the exception to the rule. But the way Larry has handled his five star true freshmen is they will play. But you typically start seeing them uh, really getting their legs underneath them and making an impact later on in the season. Uh, when you look at Nick Bosa, Nick Bosa 
really wasn't starting right away. He was in the rotation, and then as the season progressed, he really started to elevate his game. You saw the same thing with Chase Young. Chase Young wasn't initially a starter, but he was in that rotation making an impact uh, when he was able to get in there. And you also saw with Tyreek Smith, and he's another guy. So if you can see a, a situational trend with Larry Johnson there, he may not start those young guys right away, but he will uh, put them in the game and allow them to develop. And I think that's what you're going to see with Harrison. Harrison, a lot of people have to remember, he's still a raw prospect. Obviously, you want him under the, the guidance of Larry Johnson, one of the best in the business. But Zach Harrison is an absolute freak athlete. But at the same time, he's very raw when it comes to understanding the nuances of football and especially college football and the type of defense that they're going to be running. The good news for him is he's going to be learning the defense with everyone uh, all together. And if you believe what the coaches are saying, where they said this is going to be a simplified, stripped-down defense to where they're not going to be looking to confuse people. They're, they're going to be looking for guys to be uh, getting to point A to point B as fast as possible without uh, overthinking the, the defense. So that should bode well for a lot of those younger guys. Fantastic insights, as always, from Jonah Booker. Thank you very much, Jay Book. You can catch him on Twitter at jbook37, of course. Thank you very much, Jonah, and thank you to all those out there for tuning in to the show. I appreciate it. I hope you have a great day and a great weekend. Let's hear that Buckeye swag, best damn band in the land. Five, five, five.